Welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network. Real women sharing real stories about their ups, their downs, their journey, and their transformations. Through these stories, we'll explore what it takes to have the courage to speak your truth, follow your passion, and be the change you want to see in the world. And now, let's get started with today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Be Real, Get Real podcast brought to you by Women's Prosperity Network, sharing real stories of real women making a real difference. I am your host, Nancy Matthews, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you today to a woman who is on a mission to make a difference in the life of others, as so many of us are. And what really inspires me about our guest today is her path of growth, evolution, overcoming tragedy and, and challenges in her life, and using the voice of God to continue to lead and guide her. So welcome my guest today, Miss Janet Grillo. Good morning. Hello. Nice to meet all of you. I'm glad to share my story and hoping to make a difference in your life too. I'm sure you will because we've talked many times, Janet, and you inspire me. So I know you'll be inspiring the, the audience as well. And as we kick off, let me give you a little bit about Janet's background, mostly as it pertains to the book that she launched and all she's done since then. So author Janet Grillo, like many of us, seeks to achieve success by helping others. She has become a BFF, I love that, um, a BFF to God by sharing her joys and sorrows while asking for strength to build her broken life. Janet's life changed dramatically when she turned her life over to God. She did not see a plan for her future and asked God to give her something to be passionate about. In one of the letters that God wrote to Janet on June 18, 2004, he told her that together they would write a book. He said that the book would be a great success for Janet, but a greater success for the millions of lives that she will help change by helping people get closer to God. And it takes great faith to listen to that voice and then be obedient to it. So uh, I really honor you for that. And, and share before, we're going to get into your story and what brought you to this place. But what comes to mind right off the bat for me with you is when you hear God talk to you, and sometimes the idea seems like it's a little crazy or out there, maybe something you've never done before. How do you have the faith and fortitude to go through and, and follow those instructions? Well, first off, when I got that letter from God, and I didn't publish my book until 2018, so that letter came in mm. to me. What I did is I sat in talk in adoration, and I had a journal specifically that I wrote to God, and then one day I wondered, what would God say if he said something to me? So I turned to the back of my journal, and I wrote, Dear Janet on the top, love God on the bottom. I say empty lines waited patiently while I waited anxiously to see if it was crazy or profound. And about after half an hour, my hand just started to move. The words came to me through my head, my heart, and my soul. I really truly was not aware of what I was writing. And so when I finally, when that letter came in 2004, my first reply to God was, really God, me? I was in Mr. Fox's remedial reading class in the seventh grade. Surely you could have chosen someone better than me. And he goes, no, I chose you. 
Wow. So, you know, with that letter from God, I, I took it to heart. You know, I'm not going to disappoint myself and disappoint God because I found that when I truly turned my life over to God, when I didn't have anywhere to go and I didn't have any answers, you know, I just kept going forward and going forward. Um, my, my book is called God Promised Me Wings to Fly, subtitled There's Life After Suicide. And on June 3rd, no, I'm sorry, on December 13th, 2001, my husband died tragically. To this day, I don't know if it was a suicide, assisted suicide, suggested suicide or murder. Mm. Uh, and so I just kind of said that and I went on an investigation, but I started keeping a journal of my life and things that happened. So when the calling came for me to write the book, um, I had everything. I had all the notes already in place. Matter of fact, I wrote another book and I took it to a marketing company and they asked me, why did you write this book? And after three times screaming into the phone, why did you write this book? I said, I don't know. I just want people to realize that there's life after suicide. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh my God, that's the title of your book. I go, the title of what book? They said, the book you're going to write. And I go, oh my God, what happened to my other book? They go, don't, don't worry, that'll come. So actually I am working on even a second book, which is the name of the first book that I wrote that I didn't publish. And that's called My Victory Journal. And it's, a book, and it's a book where it'll uh, not highlight, but it'll have bits and pieces of my story, how I went from a fetal position to a woman of strength. Uh, and then people will be writing to God on their own and discovering their true selves. They'll find their strength in their writing to God. And, and it's just, it's just so powerful. It's just amazing, you know, and at first, you know, you're kind of pretending because it's difficult as we know to believe in something that we can't see or touch or anything but certainly the, the rewards of God are already all around me. I mean, I've, I've gone into situations where I said, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to pay this one. And I go, but you know what, God, you always found a way. Mm -hmm. So it's always like a check comes in the mail. Uh, somebody calls me with an opportunity. Oh, can you sell this? Can you sell that? And I have never once had to worry about any money in my life because it always shows up at exactly the right time. But that's where my faith comes into play. So good, so good. And this is something you've obviously cultivated over many, many years. Um, share with our listeners, I'm sure they're curious as to what it is that happened in your life that caused you to be in a fetal position. And of course, the tragic loss of your husband was mm -hmm. one grand piece of that. Uh, and I know there's a little bit more to that story. Well, my thought process when I, you know, came out of that fetal position and there were so many steps, you know, that I outlined to get me there, it wasn't an overnight recovery by any stretch of the imagination. But the bottom line, I came out of it and, I, and my thought process was, there is no way in hell that God would make me go through this much pain without having something wonderful on the other side. And I truly didn't know what that wonderful was. And I, you know, and even, and every time I think, oh, this is great, this is wonderful. And then all of a sudden I get another project and I go, oh my God, I can't believe I thought of this to do this. Mm -hmm. And now this last project that I'm working on, I said, really, you gotta be kidding me. But what's happened is, is the networking that I've been building up and not really recognizing the power of the networking and keeping those active contacts in place um, until this moment, you know, so just this morning, you know, I talked to someone that's going to be adding a, a 10 million uh, base for emails that wants to join us last, um, you know, project that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. And like you said, you just keep showing up and saying, really? Okay, let me take the next step. And then the next <laughs> way for it to happen reveals. 
So uh, you wrote the book. I know you do speaking in lots of different places, sharing your story, not just of the tragedy, but also the triumph of how you got back up again. And I, and I know even listeners today are getting inspiration for whatever situation they're in mm -hmm. to lift themselves up and let, you know, turn back to God. I love what you said a minute ago. There's no way he would have me, he or she would have me come through and experience this much pain without there being a meaning in it or a greater purpose behind it. Yeah. And the thing that I uh, talk about on my motivational talks, and I started out by saying, everyone has a story, but they don't feel that their story is worth being told. Mm -hmm. What well, truly is because we're more credible witnesses. I can help someone get through the emotional pain of someone that uh, had a, a suicide because I've been there, I've walked in its shoes. That's one of the things that bothered me the most when I was going through my recovery is I'd be talking to doctors or psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever I would, had to do to get through the day, but they truly did not know how I feel. And it wasn't until it's really kind of crazy because two years after my husband's death, I went for a massage at a place where I had never been before. And I don't even know how I got there, but I had never been before. And then in talking with this massage therapist, she says, you know, you, she gave me a business card. You need to talk to this person. So I took that card and I threw it in a box on my kitchen counter with no thought of revisiting. And then two years after that, mm -hmm. I was in that box and I saw the card. I picked it up like it was a command from God. And I called the person on the phone and I said, you don't know me. My name is Janet Grillo. Someone gave me your business card two years ago. I'm supposed to talk to you and I don't even know why. I don't even know what you do. And so what happened was, as it turned out, she was a grief counselor at a church. She said, well, come and talk to me. I'll tell you about me. And if you feel that I can help you, then you can pay for my services. Well, when I went there and I sat there and she start, we started talking, she asked me if I wrote in a journal and I proudly sat up in my chair and said that I did. And then she asked me one question that changed my life forever. And that one question simply was, is when you write in a journal, do you write directly to God? I go, really? You can write to God? I didn't know you can do that. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes. And as it turned out, both her mother and her son both committed suicide. So she was the very first credible witness that I could ever speak to who knew exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. So I left her office, her office and I went right to the bookstore and I bought a, a hardbound journal because I didn't want it to be able to readily tear out the pages. Yeah. And I bought a very thin journal because I didn't want the thicker pages for a stronger commitment because I didn't have any idea what my commitment would be. And then I came home and I sat and I wrote the very first page, Dear God, Hear My Prayers. And it was like everything just drained out of me. My handwriting was about an inch in size because I was carrying so much anger in my body that it was actually destroying me. Because not only did my husband commit suicide, um, I found out that he was living a double life. I found out that he may have even had another wife and also, too, is he was involved in um, crime, even all the way up through the government of crime. And that was really scary to me because I did investigations and I got to one investigation that scared the bejesus out of me and I was afraid to even leave my house. So I had to stop at that point and that was kind of scary. So in my book, I write about that. Um, I've changed some of the names to protect the guilty so people wouldn't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart. Well, and so, you know, you, you bring up an, a whole nother layer of the grief 
that you needed to experience. So it wasn't just the loss of him. It was the loss of who you thought he was. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I have felt lied to or betrayed, I begin, I began to doubt my own self judgment. I began to trust, stop trusting myself. Like, how could I not have seen this? How could this have happened under my, on, you know, mm -hmm. on my watch under my eyes? Was, was that any of your process and, and then recovery? Well, that was a huge process. I mean, we were together for 18 years and we were married for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was very good at what he did, lying, cheating, and stealing. But he also... He, also oh, he was a pro. He was a, he was a pro. And his life caught up to him. But um, he treated me like a queen. I mean, we had the the large pen, not the penthouse, but a large you know condo in the most prestigious address in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, we had the Mercedes, the country clubs, we traveled around the world and I was in the jewelry business. So I was dripping in jewelry and diamonds and everything else. So there was no reason for me to suspect any differently. But when he was with me, he gave me the love that I needed. He gave me what he could give me. But even for his family, 55 members of his family walked away from me after the last shovel of dirt was pitched on his grave. And so for me, that was some sort of a conspiracy. So not only did I have to deal with the grief and the loss of someone who called me twice a day and told me he loved me, I had to deal with his family that were not there for me. And I had to uh, deal with two weeks after finding out uh, about all of, not all of the women, a lot of the women that he dealt with. Um, and two of the women that I knew that were on the list that I found out were people that I knew that were friends of ours. And so, I mean, I had to go through a lot. I was in a fetal position more than not. And it's funny because I was laying in that position or in a chaise lounge watching TV at three o'clock in the morning and Joyce Meyer came on the TV and she said, stop laying there and feeling sorry for yourself. Get up. I love her. <laughs> she says, you need it at 3 a.m. Going on and on and I'm going, my God, is she talking to me? It was almost like they said, Attention, Janet Grillo, I'm talking to you, you know, and that was one of the things too that started for that. But I traveled around, I, I traveled, I probably spent 50 or $60,000 traveling throughout the um, United States and Europe and mostly in Switzerland uh, because I was trying to run away, but I realized that I couldn't run away from myself to the point that my daughter says, mom, you got to come home sometime. Mm -hmm. And I had to face it, but it was, it was challenging, you know. Money was no issue at that point, but then I found out that his brothers, who were part of the company, ended up stealing, uh, taking away or uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, it was, it was a very challenging time for me. And then, and then I was in the jewelry industry, luxury business in 2007, 2008, when the recession came in. Like that. Yeah, and, and everything went down and I ended up, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, robbing Paul to pay Peter borrowing from my 401k and not paying the taxes on it. I end up having to file for bankruptcy in 2010 and I lost my home and I lost my home. But I realized, you know, in looking at that, um, it was a good thing for me because I was in a comfortable situation that, you know, God's saying, okay, move on, move on. And I didn't. So he took things into his hands. So I really had to have everything taken away from me to be humbled in order to get back on my feet again, because if that didn't happen, I would still be there doing the same thing that I am right. today. Right, you might still be running away from it. And, yeah. 
And that first letter from God said about writing the book together, that was in 2004. Right. Yes. Right. So the way. Right. Yeah. Right. 2004. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit and, and for all our listeners, um, tell them the name of your book and where they can get it. And then we're going to share a little bit about uh, what you've been creating since you and I met, which was just like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The title of my book is called God promised me wings to fly subtitled. There's life after suicide. The God promised me wings to fly came from my own personal quote. And that quote is, in God's silent words, he promised me wings to fly. Come hell or high water, I'm going to hold him to his promise. So that's where, yeah, so that's where that came from. And actually, my first person, my first coach that I worked with, um, she told me that the title of my book was going to be, um, There's Life After Suicide. And my second coach said, no, no, we're changing the title of your book to God Promised Me Wings to Fly, subtitled There's Life After Suicide. And I go, oh, my God, I haven't even started writing the book yet, you know, so that kind of threw me into a little bit of a fetal position in a bathtub soaking for three hours going, where do I begin? Right. No. And basically where I began is just began from my heart, you know, in the story and the book starts out, it says, when I was eight years old, I drowned and I actually had an out of body experience that I never talked to uh, to anyone about because to, uh, I think it was to a six year old, eight year old, I forget how old it was. Um, You know, I thought it was normal and it wasn't until when I was about 20, when I read the book, by Raymond Moody, Life After Life, to know that that really happens and it really exists. So I didn't see people on the other side. I didn't hear music. I didn't hear anything, but I didn't, I didn't remember them pulling me out of the swimming pool where I was drowning. Uh, but I do remember the rest, people crying around me, crying and uh, people resuscitating me. So those are the things that I remember. Mm-hmm. And I hold that very close to my heart. And you share that in your book as well. Absolutely. And so can they get your book on Amazon? Uh, you, can, you can buy the book on Amazon or, and it sells for $20 or you can contact me directly and I can, um, and I will send you the book, but I'll send you an autographed copy for the same $20. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So, and that's JanetGrillo.com? Uh, JanetGrilloAuthor.com. Perfect. JanetGrilloAuthor.com. All right. So let's, let's progress Um, bring us to more of the current date. You have been in an amazing, since the year or so that I've met you, an amazing mode of creation and service and and really champion, um, being a champion of some causes. So speak about the two causes that you've got going on right now. Okay, well, the first cause that started was about um, two years ago. Through the Quantum Leap program, Bradley Communications, the marketing group that I was marketing my book with and working with the coaches, I ended up going to New York to a national publicity summit where I had the opportunity to meet people from radio, podcasts, TV, and magazines. And when I went on that visit, I ended up meeting a woman by the name of Tammy Devine, who owns Crown City News. And it's a a Sacramento-based company. It's a Christian-based company. And I, we just fell in love with each other. We talked um, on the phone and about suicide and how to get the word out there, how I can help. And for whatever reason, I said to her, one of the things that bothers me the most is veterans, because I just don't understand why you can have two veterans come home from war and maybe they've both lost their legs. What's the difference between one strapping on prosthesis legs and running a marathon and the other becoming an alcoholic, sitting in a wheelchair, watching TV, a drug addict, and then eventually committing suicide. And I truly believe that fine line difference is the difference of being close to God 
knowing that you, God chose you. See, that's the thing in my letter is that God said, I chose you to make a difference, to help make a difference in the lives of others. So in my thought process and talking to people, you know, even though I can see someone that's, that has a disability and I'll say, you know what, consider yourself, you're the lucky one because you're going to come through and God chose you to do to go through this so that you can in turn help other people. And that's, that's very strong for me. But what happened was, is that um, we talked about the veterans and then I started interviewing veterans for her column, telling their stories from, you know, where they practically committed suicide and then they didn't. And then um, I was interviewing one person who was what's considered to be a gold star mom, her son committed suicide. And she was telling me that she had connected with a man by the name of Howard Barry from the Chicago area, How, Howard's son committed suicide also. And Howard started a dedication to displaying 660 flags because on average, there's 22 veterans that commit suicide every day, 660 a month and over 7,000 a year. Wow. So matter of fact, when- Don't, don't, breeze, you know, over don't breeze over that because- no, no. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 22 a day is the average right every single day and I, what you shared earlier like you just started in this questioning process and you touched into your heart you know what really concerns me is veterans why do some make it some don't some kill themselves and then you took the next action step and started interviewing veterans and parents of veterans who had committed suicide and i wanted to pause on this because people often will say, what's my purpose? And I think that our purpose is revealed to us in a number of ways, whether it's a letter that you get, you know, God has written to you, or whether it's just something that's upon your heart that touches you, that makes you either, you know, frustrated, angry, or upset about, like you, you didn't want to, you wanted to understand how could this happen, right? And that's when you, when we talk about God chose you, you also then said, okay, challenge accepted. What do I need to do? And you just, what I'm hearing is you keep checking in, listening, and then finding the next inspired action step that will move it forward. Right. Exactly. Let's, let's fast forward to the flag and then we'll talk about today. Okay. Um, well, the reason for the flag is one of the persons that I was saying that I interviewed was a gold star mom. And so what happened was, is that uh, this display of 660 flags, I was talking to my sister and telling her about the interview. And my sister's comment was, as you know, I've seen a display of a lot of flags together, but I never knew what they meant. So I said, you know what, I'm going to design a flag that when someone sees it, they'll know exactly what it means. Mm. So what I did is uh, I have 30 of the stars on the flag. Uh, first off, the colors of the stars are in turquoise and purple because that's the color for suicide prevention or suicide awareness. Mm -hmm. um, and so what every other star on every star on every other line, and there's 30 total, you know, has a star on there with a number 22 on it. And then the actual flag, it has two bands of turquoise uh, at the bottom or midway in the center. And then it says stop veteran suicide. And so to promote that, so I've also connected with the chaplain for the state of Florida and he, the head chaplain, and he has 390 chaplains even underneath of him. So that's a very strong connection. So we're pro promoting that. And the website for the flag for people to see, it's under uh, veterans with an S, veteranssuicideawareness.org. 
All right, great. And we'll make sure we give everybody the links to how they can uh, get in touch with you. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing. And then most recently, God chose you for something else. I know. My God, he keeps calling on me because he knows I'm not going to give up, for gosh sakes. So what happened during this pandemic, I actually had the opportunity to spend some time with my family. So um, we were in Fort Lauderdale um, together for two weeks. And during that time, one of my sisters and I were talking and she says, you know, we have to do something. What can we do? And I go, I don't know. But she remembered that when they had the Boston bombing, that someone came out with a sticker that said Boston Strong. And it kind of united the city. So we came up with the slogan, USA Strong 2020. And so we did trademark USA Strong 2020 and also 2021. Then what we did is we created a, a decal that can be used on cars, motorcycles, water bottles, you know, whatever. Laptops. I put stickers on my laptops. Laptops. And, <laughs> and we created a store to sell those stickers. But the nice thing is, is our whole thing when we're talking is saying, how can we give back? Mm -hmm. So on that, it's um, for the USA Strong. It's the, the website is USA Strong. No, no, it's not. It's USA hyphen strong 2020.com. So right now we just have the store set up. We still have to set up the website. But on the website, it shows that there's not only an opportunity to buy stickers, you know, for $5 a piece, we also have a breakdown. So larger quantities of the stickers slash decals, you can buy at a reduced rate, and then you can sell them and make a profit on it. So that part is kind of good. But then we thought, well, you know, I'm going to tell Nancy Matthews about this, but Nancy's going to tell this person, tell that person, tell this person. Yeah. So what we did is we built in a referral program where we can also track the referrals of Nancy Matthews and other people so that when you refer it to someone, you're going to send us their email address and that's how we'll track it. So if someone orders like 100, 200, 500, that goes into Nancy Matthews column. And then when it reaches 5,000 stickers through referrals, we are going to sell, send that person a check for $1,000. In wow. addition to them purchasing, being able to purchase the stickers for less money to sell them for $5 and make a profit. So most of the orders coming in are starting in at $100 for $250, and then they make $250. But then in addition to that, oh, go ahead. Well, I just want to say I love that, you know, even since you first told me about this a week or so ago, the idea has evolved all under the premise how can we bring people together, unite them, and help them financially even? So you're giving people a vehicle that allows them to earn some money right now. And I know you and I talked about churches doing this as a way to get more ch church donations up right now. Right. Well, in regards to the churches, we've actually are hand, we're actually handling them just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to present it to my church yesterday okay. along, along with their business manager. So for churches, the program that we're doing is we're saying we know churches don't have any money. Donations have, are non-existent, basically. So what we're offering the churches is for them just to simply um, advertise it, to give people a link and tell them what their mission is in order to do that uh, through their website and also through the email marketing system. When they send that out, uh, we're asking the person who's purchasing, we have a, a line that has to be filled in that says referred by. So when they say referred by and we track it back to that church, then we are going to give the church $1.50 for every uh, decal that is purchased. Fantastic. So for example, that if they have a thousand, we have a thousand of them 
purchase, we're going to write them a check for $1,500. So, uh, so what happened was yesterday when I went there, you know, my priest says, well, well, wait a minute, I want to, I want to sell these too, you know, cause they sell things after mass whenever it starts again. And he, and I gave him a price list and the price list was broken down as far as how much it is. So basically if you buy 5,000 of the decals, then you can purchase it for a dollar and a quarter. But for the church, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to hold you to a quantity. So whatever quantity you want to purchase, I will sell them to you for a dollar and a quarter so they can put $3.75 in their pocket. And they gave me an order for 200 of the decals right on the spot. Perfect. And here's the best part, Nancy. In addition to helping people make income, in addition to the referral program of giving people back $1,000 for every 5,000 referrals, we also set up a separate fund and it's called our Heroes Fund. So, and what we're doing is we're taking a portion of every sale, putting it into the Heroes Fund. I'm also uh, going after corporate sponsors to supplement that fund. And then I envision myself having gift cards made in the amount of $50 probably, mm-hmm. and going out to the people the, in the grocery stores and in the, in the police officers and everything to give them back, you know, and, you know, I know with all of your help, you're going to, we'll probably end up having a hero's uh, credit card in our name made or something like that. I love it. Mm. Yeah. So good. Janet, thank you for making yourself open and available for you know, there were so many things that you shared today that I know are going to bring value to other people, you know, how to get up out of the fetal position, how to deal with one hit after another coming in and turn that all around by turning it over to God, to your higher power and listening Mm -hmm. and saying, use me. So um, I thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to know you and to support you and be in this beautiful space together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And I truly pray and I know um, it's going to make a difference in many people's lives and hopefully bring our country to our feet sooner than later. And we will all revive stronger than we've ever been before. Agreed. Let's take that on. I'm with you, my friend. (laughs) All right. Beautiful. So for all of our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Be Real, Get Real podcast. Go ahead and subscribe and like and do all those things you're meant to do. Share it with other people. And today I leave you feeling inspired moving forward, knowing that whatever has happened in your life has happened for you when you ask the right questions. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks again. Bye, Janet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Be Real, Get Real podcast from Women's Prosperity Network, the place where impact-driven women shine as they make a positive difference for their families, their communities, and the world at large. Be sure to visit womensprosperitynetwork.com to tap into the power, resources, and connections this extraordinary community provides. That's it for today. I'm your host, Nancy Matthews, and until next time, make it a magical day.